welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 288th time on this Friday, June 10th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, To Be or Not To Be, Endangered Acts. Bees are a needed part of society. They help pollinate things, make honey, and in my experience, are fun to watch work. That is, until they sting you and you swear vengeance on the entire hive hanging in the tree next to your house. If any of you even so much as buzzes past my head on your way to gather pollen from a nearby flower, I will rain down the forces of gasoline, baseball bats, raid, anything you can think of. I will even throw the kitchen sink at you. Fish are interesting as well. They, for one, taste really good, and fishing is a great way to pass time and hang out with your family and friends. But what if I told you, though, that the two were connected? That's exactly what the state of California believes because of the California Endangered Species Act. In an appeals court ruling, four types of bees are now legally considered to be fish because insects aren't something that can be protected. In order to qualify for protection, the animal must be a bird, fish, mammal, amphibian, a reptile, or a plant. Let's break this down and find out how we got here. The act that we're familiar with today got its start in 2019 with a lawsuit between some agricultural groups and the California Fish and Game Commission. The suit was filed because there were four species of bee that were added to the endangered species list. And how did they get there? By being spineless. And because they have no backbone, they're considered to be fish by the Endangered Species Act. It was ruled that some invertebrates can be classified as endangered fish, even if they're not aquatic animals at all. Even though the term fish is used mostly for aquatic species, in legal definitions, it becomes a bit broader. Okay, this is something I never saw coming. I had no idea that a bee with wings could be considered some kind of fish. But hey, at least when the fish aren't biting, in light of this new information, next time you go to the creek and see a hive, Technically, I guess you wouldn't be in the wrong for telling people you saw... Oh, goodness, hundreds of them. They were practically flying up on the bank. You should have been there, man. You should have seen it. It was awesome. One word of advice. If you're going to do that, maybe don't tell people how big they were, or especially that they had wings and stripes, because then they might catch on. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14 says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this is a really interesting verse because love is important. Love is important as a Christian. Love is important as a human being. We need that love in our lives. We need to have love for God first and foremost. We need to have love for God's Word. We need to have love for our neighbor. We need to have love for our church. We need to have love for a lot of things as a Christian. Because, well, if we can't love, How are we going to show others the love of Christ? How are we going to be an example of His love if we ourselves don't know how to show love? Now, there are some things we should refrain from loving, as highlighted in 1 John 2.15. This is King James here. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, we need to, instead of having our affections, our love, 
on the world, we need to have our love and our eyes set on the things above. We need to have our love pointed toward Jesus. We need to have our appreciation pointed toward Jesus and the thing he did for us on the cross that saved us from our sin, his death, his blood, his substitutionary atonement in our place and his bodily resurrection from the grave three days later. That is the ultimate demonstration of love. And we need to love like Christ. There are a lot of demonstrations of love in the Bible. One of my favorites, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in Romans 5.8 it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So multiple times in the Bible we see God showing his love towards us as his children, because God loves his children. And we as his children are supposed to love our Father. It's a choice that we make each and every day to love him and to commit our lives to him, to commit our every part of our being to him. And the Bible even says, love your enemies. In Luke 6, 35, it says, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And also in 1 John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So, one of the greatest things we can do as a Christian is love. Just put our love out there, our love for God. We need to make that known to the world, our love for our neighbor. We need to make that known for the world. No matter how much our neighbor has hurt us, no matter how much they've wronged us, we need to show them the love of Christ anyway, because... God said so because he loved us. He sent his only son, his only begotten son, to die for us on a cruel, rugged cross when he didn't have to. God loved us that much, and he still loves us that much today. So, friends, why do we struggle to show that same love to his people? Sometimes the Internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is Disney World Newspaper Headlines. The first response to Disney World Newspaper Headlines is Thief Steals Princess Elsa's Tiara. Thankfully, they were persuaded to let it go. Man, that was, you know, actually pretty good. To be fair, though, I'd probably have made that same reference if you didn't. I'll admit it's a little overused, but in this situation it fits. In the next response, winner of Nobel Prize denounces award. That's N-O-B-E-L-L-E in reference to Belle, the woman who runs off with a really hairy prince. And besides, I don't know if Gaston in the movie is Nobel Prize material anyway. He seems more obsessed with brawn than brains, and even after all that time in the gym, he still doesn't get the girl. Goes to show you that a sharp jawline dulls, but a sharp mind goes on. I guess you should have hit the weights a little less and the books a little more. The next Disney World newspaper headline is, Man sues Disney because he became dehydrated after refusing to pay $75 for a bottle of water. You know, I don't blame him. My best advice is to do the movie theater thing when it comes to this situation. You know where you sneak in your own snacks and drinks? In the massive sea of people, I doubt the higher-ups would care because, let's be honest, they're going to make money anyway. 
And the last response of the day reads, Cinderella lands Nike deal. You know what? That's good for her. I know after she lost that one slipper, it got kind of shaky and she got discouraged, thought she'd never dance again. That is until one day she decides to wander over onto the other side of the street from the ballroom where she finds a Nike store. She goes in and it just so happened that the owner of the store showed up that day. He locks eyes with her, knows instantly who she is, makes a beeline towards her and says, Hey kid, could I trouble you for a moment of your time? Alright, cool. I know what you've done. I've seen you in action. You are an amazing ballroom dancer. And I want to work with you. I saw you with the Handsome Prince the other day. You guys were impeccable, especially you. You have some of the best dance moves I have ever seen. Your feet glided across the floor like nobody's business. But I can't help but notice that one of your glass slippers is gone. And that, for someone of your caliber, just won't do. I'm the president of Nike, and I'm here to offer you a deal for your skills on the ballroom floor. I'm prepared to give you $6 million a month. That's $72 million a year. All you have to do is wear Nikes when you dance. And what happens is the Nike brand gets associated with Cinderella. The Cinderella brand gets associated with Nike. Nike is a huge brand. Cinderella is a huge brand, both worldwide known merchandise dies everywhere for both franchises and then when these two merge cinderella as the face of nike it cannot be beat i'm telling you this is a winning offer all you need to do is sign on the dotted line we'll have tours we'll have merchandise we'll have play sets everything we'll even strike up a movie deal if you want to cinderella dancing in nikes get the movie execs on the phone right now somebody this is genius You gotta hand it to them. They know an icon when they see one. You've heard the phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Well, let's just say that there's one thing that used to happen in Sin City that can't anymore. I'm, of course, talking about Elvis-themed weddings. The simple reason for this is because the company that controls Elvis's image rights issued a cease and desist after they caught wind of the chapels using the king of rock and roll's name and likeness without getting the okay from them first. The company, Authentic Brands Group, condemned in a statement, quote, the unauthorized use of Presley's name, voice image, likeness, and other elements of his persona in advertisements, merchandise, and otherwise. I will admit, I'm a little bit shocked here, because with a name as big as Elvis's, I'd bet his stuff is as guarded as Fort Knox, and as a result, I'd expect people to be a little bit more careful, because there's probably all kinds of legal red tape tied to his legacy. Moral of this story, watch where you step when it comes to musical icons, or else you could be dealing with a hunk of hunk of burning lawsuit before you know what hit you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebon Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.